Are you ready? Let's go. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. You're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Back again, episode 107 on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Yup. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You got any more stories of you scamming old ladies? Bro, come on. <laughs> I was never a scammer, bro. I'll never be a scammer. No, you got, you be running to any, I remember we were thinking about doing like the NPC report <laughs> because honestly, y'all, I'd be having some of the craziest <laughs> encounters and experiences with people like nowadays. So, cause most of the time, Especially this past year, I'm not usually out the house too much. Yeah. But I have been like recently in terms of, like the past six months. And let me tell you, like I it be like unreal. Yeah, man, there's a guy named Rick, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> no y'all, y'all gotta understand I'm out in these stores for about like six, seven hours a day. So like <laughs> Wait, okay, so what do you do? So you go to a store every day? I go to the store every day. And I try to just sell stuff, internet phones, stuff like okay. that. Right. So this guy named Rick, bro. And okay, okay. <laughs> so he's in one of those. Do you want to say his name? What if he what if he listens to the pod? <laughs> no, bro. He's like, you don't listen to the pod, bro. All right, all he's right. never gonna find this episode ever, bro. <laughs> so he was on one of them, you know them little electric, the little they sit down the scooters. The scooters, yeah. Yeah, so Rick was in one of those. This was a black man, he about he was about actually he was about like sixty five, something like that. He was oh, like this is a customer. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, okay, older. okay. He was I thought older. this was a coworker. All right. No, 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 no. So I'm hesitating to say this because he said something crazy, bro. So bro walks up to me, bro. Or he stroll he uh, he, he rides. He rides up to me, bro. And he's like, So why don't you ask me about nothing? Cause he drove past me and I wasn't gonna bother him. He's like, he's like, Why don't you say nothing to me? You talking to all these white white folk and you ain't talking to me. I was like <laughs> I was like, What are you talking about? But I was like, you know what, let me okay. So I start I started trying to pitch him, because he's acting like he wants so I'm like, yo, like who you got for the internet at home? And I start talking to him. He's like, no, 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 no. He's kind of, he has a mask on, so I can kind of barely tell what he's saying. After. Okay, I guess yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, and he said some stuff like, brother, you know where you at? <laughs> what? I was like, yeah, I'm in Walmart, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Walmart. I know oh, where I'm at. Oh, my goodness. No, he said, you know what part of the city you in? I was like, I mean, not for real. I'm not from here. I live in Indiana. He's like, brother. You are in I forgot what the, the area was called, bro. It's just like it's like Shawnee. No, no, it's just nice. It's a nice area, bro. It's okay, a really okay, nice yeah. area. He's like, brother, you in blank, right? Let's call it like Melwood or something. It sounded real fancy. He's like, you in you in Melwood? I was like, I was like, cool, yeah. I mean, oh, now, I was like, yeah, now I know it. I'm in Melwood. We outside. He was like, you can't be walking up to these white folk like this. I was like, what are you <laughs> talking about, bro? <laughs> he was like, yo, he was like, you can't be walking up to these white folk, bro. You walking up on them, they getting scared, bro. They gonna he's talking about a bunch of stuff. I'm like, dog, you're wilding, bro. But I'm I'm entertaining the conversation right. or whatever. Oh my goodness. And he just he just starts chatting, bro. We we go from there and he starts talking about his granddaughter. Oh, you know my granddaughter? I was like, well, how would I know your granddaughter, bro? <laughs> and then he's just talking about a bunch of random stuff, bro. And he just he just ends up riding off, bro. He ain't buying nothing. He, he ain't buying nothing, bro. He just wants somebody to talk to, bro. I was like, I got. I you. forgot you gonna be interacting with a lot of people. You gonna have a lot of stories to come with. That's what you I'm saying, got bro. I'm talking down. to about 250 people a day, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. No, that's insane. Shout out Rick. Shout bro. out Rick. I mean, no, he's one of them. No, but look, know. Ryan ain't gonna lie to you because I don't know if you you were here or saw, but I ain't gonna lie. But I relapsed this past weekend, man. You had Arby's, bro. I got wing stop. Oh my gosh, bro! I had you can't to go back, bro. I had to listen. You for those can't go who, back. For those who don't know, you could say, or some would say, that I have a abusive, you do, bro, or toxic relationship with the Wingstop. You do, bro. So I remember 
about a year ago, I was visiting some friends out of town, and for whatever reason, we decided to go to Wingstop, and it was the first time that I'd had it in like years since I was like probably a child, and I was reintroduced to it. And during the time, they had this limited time flavors or whatnot. I remember it was like maybe this barbecue, like Bay, what, what they call it like in Louisiana, Bayou, 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 Bayou barbecue, yeah. which was crazy. And I remember I had it. I was like, yo, this is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. Like, I was like, yo, I forgot how crazy this, like, like how much Wingstop slapped. And so I remember when I got home, right, from the trip, the first thing I did, I went straight to Wingstop. I ain't go back to the crib. Nah, I ain't go say so hi to Mama crazy, Pops. I bro. went straight to Wingstop to get it again. And from that point on, I was just, I was probably there. You was hooked, bro. Every week. If not every other week, I can't even lie to you. It, it was every week, bro. No. <laughs> Multiple times on certain weeks. It was the way I would treat myself. But at some point, they like discontinued the flavors. I said it was limited time, right? And so that had to be maybe around like January or so. And so I just had like I left it alone because the regular flavors that they have, I wasn't really like rocking with like that. And so it, I think maybe around February or March. They, I remember I was on Facebook. I was fiending. I saw an ad that they had it back because they had. I, I did the. I like the Bayou barbecue, and they had this one called the Hot Honey Rub that went crazy. And so, I saw the ad. And I remember maybe like the next day, I went back. I ordered it, and I went crazy. But the thing was, like the next two times that I got it, it didn't hit the same. I don't know if I was burnt out on it or had it too much, but I was like, you know what, bro? Like I'm not, I'm not dealing with this no more. So. It's been a good maybe like two months, and I've been like, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I've been, yeah, you know, yeah. I've been off. I've been sober. Good, but been good, bro. Then this past weekend, I was like, yo, I really want some wings. Like that's all I had wanted all week, and I didn't get it. And I was, you know what? I had, I had a nice week. Let me just treat myself. So I'm looking at all the wing spots in the city, and I'm like, man, there's nothing here that I really like or I feel like would would be good. And I wasn't really trying to travel too far. But then I was like, hold on, come on, bro. The trust, the trustworthy. That's you know what I mean. Wing stop, and they had the hot honey rub. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try. It. And yeah, I went back. But this is a crazy part, y'all. This is why it's insane. Is because to get to wing, we don't have a wing stop in our area. Like we don't have one within 15 or even 25 minutes. So like I have to drive at least 30 minutes to this wing stop to go pick it up and come back. So it's an hour commute every time I go to wing stop. And so that's that. That's, so now, now y'all understand the way of this addiction, bro. Was driving an hour every week to get Wingstop, bro. Listen, do you regret your decision, bro? No. Like relapsing? You don't regret your decision? No, but here's the thing. This is how they get you. I just, I, I tried a new flavor. It was like the Korean barbecue or something. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I only got five of them because I, I just wanted to try it out. And I'm like, yo, like I want to go back. I'm probably going back tomorrow. I ain't gonna hold Come you. Come on, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm you probably. I'm, I'm probably going. You were clean, bro. I'm, for I'm gonna have to run it back. You gotta go, bro. Go to your AA. But meeting, like, bro. no, look. Go to your AA. Probably, meeting, bro. Wingstop is top two, and it's not two. Go to like, your. It's a- probably gotta be one of the best like wing franchises in like the world. Go to your AA. The, meeting, the, bro. the nation. <laughs> how, much, how much? How much money you spend, bro? Every time you go, they have like this boneless wing deal that's sixteen ninety nine, but after taxes, it's about eighteen oh one. Yo. Why does he know the exact shit? <laughs> no, bro. Why does he know the exact shit? That's bad, bro. Oh man, that's bro. bad, bro. Oh man, I, I, I'm just playing. I know it is 16.99 though. I don't know what it is. Bro, but on top of the gas, though, hour commute. How much money in gas is that, bro? Oh, that's not that. It's not that it bad. Is, it's a it's good like trip. Like you get to like decompress on the trip. It's like a nice little road trip. Like it ain't anything crazy. You know what I always found funny? People always try to justify their addictions, bro. 
All right, anyway. <laughs> All right. But no, I mentioned that because it's definitely on par with what we wanted to speak on and get into today when it comes to breaking bad habits. I know that we had just a very few, but some people that reached out and wanted us to like speak to this, which I thought was definitely like a relevant topic to everyone, wherever you're at in life. We all have at some point have picked up different like tendencies, habits, or just like routines that may not always be the best for us. Like when it comes to like our mental, our spiritual, like even physical health. And these don't even have to be the ones that are like, you know, on like the far end of like being like super excessive. But whether that be like procrastination, you got an issue with like scrolling through social media, watching all these streaming services, gossiping, not getting enough sleep, overeating, smoking, drinking, like it, whatever that looks like for you. It's definitely always important to like address these things and understand like how to even let them like go practically. Right. Because like if like left untouched, these things never stop there. Right. They always just like grow and maybe bleed into other particular things in your life that are going to like continue to just put you like in different situations and on paths and directions like you don't want yourself to be on. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to be speaking to today. And I think the first thing that's extremely important to this whole conversation when you're starting like this process or on like this journey to like let go of like these habits or tendencies that you have, you really have to have the right mentality, perspective, and just outlook on what it really takes to do this. And, you know, like when it comes to anything, the mental is always the one of the most significant parts of the battle. But one thing that I've definitely learned the past year that's been super beneficial to me when it comes to like just breaking these habits is the fact that you don't really eliminate a bad habit. You have to replace it. And so understanding that every habit that you have in your life right now is for like a reason, whether it be good or bad. So like these habits provide, so these habits provide some sort of benefit to you, even if it's detrimental to your life. Like that's a a mindset or some reasoning that you've created in your mind, whether that be like subconsciously or consciously that, yo, like this particular routine or ritual that I have that I'm participating like day to day in is like adding some sort of value to my life. So for example, like opening and scrolling through your phone, like as soon as you wake up, that may be something that makes you feel more connected or up to date or even maybe relevant and plugged into what's going on around you, whether it be like with your friends or family or even like just the world at large. Right. But at the same time, you opening up social media, going through your phone as soon as you wake up can be the thing that maybe destroys your productivity, like disrupts your focus, divides your attention, or even like degrades like your mental health in some way by looking at like all these posts of what people are saying and doing. But at the same time, it prevents you from feeling like you're quote unquote, like missing out on something. So you continue to do it again. So that's why it's not just as easy to like tell someone or even tell yourself like, you know, I'm just going to stop doing this or you just drop a bad habit. So even the idea or notion or phrase of like breaking like bad habits Mm -hmm. can sometimes be misleading because it's really all about replacing these things with something else. Right. And so in other words, something that I saw that I feel like summed this up is the fact that like bad habits always address certain needs in your life. Right. And like for that reason, it's better for you to like to replace these habits with like a healthier behavior 
that addresses that same need. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be like, you'll just like attempt to like drop this habit, but you still have this unaddressed need that needs to be tended to. Exactly. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, like whatever that may be for you in terms of like the why, right? Because you may be the need of, okay, like I feel like I need to like be more like connected or in tune with like things around me or like my family or my mm-hmm. friends, right? So it's like, all right, I drop having to always be consistently like on my phone, I'd be the first thing that I'm going to, but I had nothing that's going to replace that. So every time that need got brought up in my life in different moments and I didn't have anything else to turn to, like I always ran back to like what I always, what I've always known. And so definitely about really just like understanding it's going to be about replacing those habits because the need or whatever is triggering that or whatever the why behind why you're doing it is always going to be there. So I think starting off, that's one, that's one big thing that I've had to learn. Yeah. I think, I think that's really good. I was, there's this book titled the power of habit and what you're talking about is what is something that the author mentioned in this book. And his example was his name's Charles Duhigg. Right. And in the book, he explains how he had a really bad habit of buying a cookie every day around three fifteen PM. Right. And three fifteen is crazy. Yeah, no, it's just a real specific time. It's a weird time. But and then he also breaks down how habits really work. I guess I should start with this, but how the habits work is just a breakdown of there's a cue, there's an action, and then there's a reward. Right. So then he goes into he had a habit of buying a cookie every day around three fifteen PM. So the cue was three fifteen, right? The cue is like kinda the three fifteen that kinda launches into the action and then the action for him was eating the cookie and then he got the reward of having you know this this sense of just like satisfaction or fulfillment right so he wanted to break this bad habit so after observing his behavior he learned that what he really craved was like the socialization that came from buying the cookie because what had happened was he would go to the break room around three fifteen, eat the cookie and then he would talk with people like in the break room and, and you know converse with people while he's eating the cookie and as he broke it down, he realized the actual satisfaction or fulfillment was coming from that, not necessarily the cookie itself. You see what I mean? So what he did from that point on is at three, instead of going to get a cookie, he would just get up and find someone to talk to for about 10 minutes instead. And he noticed that that still led to the same fulfillment, the same like gratification without the bad action of have, like eating the cookie. You know what I mean? That, that was affecting his health, right? So like you were saying, it's less about breaking the bad habit and it's more about replacing it is focus on focusing on replacing the action with something else that's going to give that same reward right so for example I've mentioned before like I have a bit I I mean no longer but I used to have like a really bad habit it used to be a lot worse of kind of just binge watching stuff on Netflix right so you know after a long day the queue was like a long day right queue I have a long day I get home the action is I watch these shows the reward is I get fulfillment satisfaction. So what I needed to focus on was just finding something, not fulfillment and satisfaction. The reward was really more Comfort, relief, 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 relief from my day. Exactly. Relief. So I had to focus on replacing instead of watching Netflix, let me do something else that's productive. That is also going to provide me the same reward of the relief that I'm seeking. Right. So instead of that, let me just like go chill outside and kind of just bird watch or something like that you know that's, that's something that's providing my same mental relief from my day that I need that's also productive you see what mm-hmm. I mean so it, that's kind of how you have to break down and attack your habits is look at it okay there's a cue there's an action and there's a reward right so notice what the cue is notice what the reward is and what notice what the action is and what what is the actual reward right because it's not the thing itself but it's like what you're getting from it 
So you have to break it down to that and then realize, okay, let me just replace the action to where I get the same reward with something that's more productive. So like, yeah, I thought that was really good from that book that I was, I saw in an article. Yeah, I think that's important. And that kind of goes back to really, you have to also understand the why, right? Like every action, every habit, yeah. every tendency within your life also has like a why that's attached to it. So I think that, I'll, of course, along with replacing these particular actions, the first part is also going to be understanding what the reasoning is behind it. Because sometimes you can like build maybe like these tendencies based upon maybe even like boredom, right? It doesn't always have to be some like very like deep reason right. rooted in some type of like trauma or very intense emotional experience. It can just be because you're bored. You may need, you may want to be entertained right. in some sense. So you pick up these things that may not be healthy for you. Or at times it can be a response from an experience that you had, an event or something that may be traumatic in your life or maybe going deeper in terms of like you're looking for some sort of like fulfillment mm -hmm. satisfaction some peace relief whatever that may be and so like once you understand that it gives you even a better like framework and direction to move toward of like okay like you know what i'm overeating because like yo this provides me some sort of comfort Right yeah. after I've had an extremely long day or a stressful moment during my during my week. And so once you realize like what the why is, it's like, OK, I can address the real need. Mm -hmm. After you understand what the why is, you can address the real need. Right. Right. It's not some need for maybe these habits that like you've created and that ultimately you're going to crave because of like it's become so routine. But it's because you're really seeking something deeper that you think you're finding in these particular actions, right? And so, again, after you understand that, you can then, like, replace these things with things that are going to, like, be healthier for you right. on all levels of, like, your mental, your spiritual, your physical, and then, like, you know, push you to where, like, you really want to be. And something else with habits that I've just learned in my life is you have to have the right mindset when you're going about breaking or I guess like we just mentioned replacing the habits because sometimes it is very disheartening because it, it it seems as if it's something that's just become so engraved in who you are right like sometimes it's literally just a part of a daily routine or a weekly routine at the same time at this same day and like the more that you do that thing it just becomes subconscious right it becomes second nature so breaking that obviously or replacing that isn't always going to be something that's easy so it really starts with recognizing that it is doable, right? So when I look at verses like Romans 6, 6 for encouragement with something like this, it says, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, right? So you're not slaves to your habits and you have the ability to break them. Another verse in Romans six sixteen it says, you are slaves to the one who you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. And the reason why I like this one so much is because it, it emphasizes the fact that you have an option. Because sometimes with things like this, with addictions, with habits, things that have become so engraved in you, you don't feel like you have a choice. You feel like, like I said, it becomes second nature. Like, dang, I, I'm, it doesn't even feel like I'm choosing this at this point. But in this verse, it's literally saying you have a choice to either be a slave to your sin or you can obey God, which leads to righteousness, right? So you have that option. You have that choice. 
the same process it took to build those habits is the same one needed to build, you know, healthier ones. So I think it starts it starts there, having that right mindset that no, I do have a choice in this. This isn't something that I'm a slave to, something that is is ruling me. I have the authority over it, right? So I think those are just a couple of verses that always encourage me when it comes to stuff like this. Right, because a lot of times that can be what handicaps a lot of people. Yeah. And I've seen it myself just in terms of a lot of things that I'll be like, oh, well, no, like I can't drop this. Or I don't know if this is something that I can like really give up. You right. know, I've, I've tried and have given a lot of effort to, but it just seems to not work out. And so I'm just left with being stuck with this for like the remainder of like my life for right. this season. And you know, a lot of times it's a lot, in most instances, it is a lot easier to stay in like the comfort of these habits than like even like dare to like try and like pursue like freedom. Yeah. You know, because again, like since it becomes like so ingrained within our lives and second nature to us and even like subconscious to everything that we do, you know, we identify with it. And it's just a part of like ourselves now. So it's like, oh, well, no, this is just how I am, the way it's always been, the way I do things. And so, yes, that's definitely big to just understanding that, no, like you have an option and a power through, of course, the spirit of God to not be a slave to this anymore. So it comes down to a decision on whether or not you want to step into like that freedom and the power you can have access to Mm -hmm. or not. But that's also big too. And what was the one thing that you said, the quote that you had that you had come across about bad habits being anything that goes against what God exactly. has Exactly. Yeah, so it was this guy named, shoot, I forgot his name. <laughs> but he had said the defin- his, how he defined bad habits was any habit that dishonors God or destroys his temple. And I thought that, I don't know, I just never heard it put like that. But with every example that you brought up with any bad habit you can have, it all falls under that. It's something that's dishonoring God or destroying his temple. You know what I mean? So I think that's really good to have a basis for what exactly are bad habits. What do I need to break? It's anything that falls under that. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's fire. And so when it comes to practically, like, the how-to of, all right, like, how do you, like, remove or how do you replace these things, rather? One big thing that I had down is the fact that, like, environment is everything, which we've spoken to a lot in different episodes and in the past, mm-hmm. but... The example I want to use that I I was just, I had found, but it said that 25% of soldiers who went to Vietnam tried heroin, right? And in the U.S., 90% of heroin addicts who go to clinics relapse. And so the stats are completely reversed for soldiers who did heroin in Vietnam and then came back. So essentially all that means is like out of the 25% of soldiers who went to Vietnam and either tried, used, or like depended upon like heroin, whenever they came back to the U.S., like the recovery of, the recovery was like insane, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of like them being able to actually like remove that out of them, remove that out of their lives and not relapse once right. again. And so to that, when it comes to the people in the U.S. who are addicted to heroin, People are in the environment they are that they are addicted. They change environments and go to the clinic, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, they change the environment. They change their behavior, okay? And so after they're in the clinic, they then go back to the same environment, and their behavior changes yet again to match the environment that they're in. Right. So to the point of, like, why 90% of, like, those who are addicted 
ultimately relapse, right? Because they go and they change their environment, but then are then placed back into the environment that they were once in yeah. that were causing that addiction. So if you want to change your actions, the easiest thing you can do is to change your environment. Right. And so mm. I thought I found that I'm like, yo, I thought that stat was insane. Right. It but is. it's the idea that of course, like the soldiers who went to Vietnam, once they came back to the U S they were completely removed from the previous environment that they were in. Right which made that process essentially so much easier for them to like really move in the direction of like getting free from these addictions. Mm -hmm. And so of course, like in the same way, like changing the environment in which you're in is going to be like the biggest part of this process. And like, whether that be literal, like physical places, locations, or when it comes to like the circle of individuals around you, right. The relationships and people who may be supporting and, or, aiding you whether that be subconscious or not in these things that aren't like beneficial to your life right and it's because something i put down is the fact that most people will choose the comfort of their social circle over the certainty of their freedom and sometimes that can be like the hardest thing to really let go of because like if you have like a particular habits addictions or tendencies that like are attached to like a particular people that you may be close with, you may love, that you may have, like, grew up around, that may have been there for you. Right. It can be really hard knowing you need to remove yourself from this environment, but that comes at the expense of also eliminating that relationship from your life, too. Right. And so, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was huge, and it's because something you have to realize is the fact that when you're in pain, you'll always run back to what's familiar. And so, again, when... Those moments come up when you have that desire, that inclination to like maybe run back to like this habit or whatnot. It's important that you're no longer you have access to those environments that feed that particular behavior, right? So you don't continue to just like fall into these cycles. So I think that's one of the along with of course like mindset. Like the next thing is like the environment is always going to dictate like the direction. Yeah. And so when we talk about removing or changing, relocating, whatever that looks like, it's 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 vital. Yeah, I like I like that a lot because to my point earlier when I was mentioning like the cue, action, reward, with the cue, I think there's some there's certain ones that you can control and some that you can't. So for example, in my example that I mentioned in the book, the cue being the time of three fifteen is something that you can't necessarily control, right? So that's just something you have to be more attentive about, like okay, the specific time. Or some people, like you know, when you struggle with lust, or I've struggled with lust, and the cue is like, oh, it's getting kind of late. You can't really control the time. You see what I mean? But there's certain cues that's like, okay, I go around this friend group, and then this action happens, and it leads to this reward. Or I go to that person's house, and it leads to this action, and it leads to that reward. So when you're identifying what the cue is understand if it's something that you can eliminate right something that you can avoid then the action will occur less frequently like it's something that you might be able to avoid easier you see what i mean if it's a specific environment because sometimes if the if the environment is a cue sometimes you will be able to avoid that right so when identifying it's important to understand that there's some that i can control control and some that i can't and, re and recognizing that and then acting accordingly. So I, I like the environment piece because sometimes if you can if you can get there to the root because the cue is the it's it's the catalyst for everything else. Right. So if you can eliminate that, you know, the rest will come a lot more easier. Right. So I like that. No, of course. And then when it comes to, like you said, like what you're in control of, along with like 
that change of environment that also like coincides with just like cutting out as many triggers as possible. Mm, right. So, you know, whether that be okay, like I have an issue with just like overeating. You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, like that trigger may be, well, I have all these things like in my pantry, like in my fridge, mm-hmm. in my home. Right. That's going to maybe like lead me or like obviously trigger a response for me just to like consume all this nonstop. So like, all right, you know, you need to remove those things. Right. Yeah. Or I remember I saw something. It can be as simple as, you know, like you not going the same route to work or like mm-hmm. for a period right. of time, just not going into like not going on a route that's going to cause you to go to that particular restaurant or yeah. eat out to that like fast food place and whatever that may be, but always just like making sure that you are in control of your environment to the, as you are in control of your environment as much as you can be. Right. And not allowing any room for, any whatever it may be to like even cause you to go back to those tendencies that you once had because I literally just mentioned this in I believe it was fix your thoughts but you can't defeat what you're willing to entertain and so in that same aspect or lane in terms of talking about like your mentality and even addressing or giving attention to different intrusive thoughts in the same in the same vein of you just wanting to remove different things out of your life. Like you have to remove anything that you could potentially entertain, give your attention to any time that would cause you to like continue to go back to get Mm -hmm. in another cycle, to move you into different things. And so very small practical steps, like within your life in terms of what you can control it's what's going to really lead to like that freedom on the other end of everything. I think that's good. Rec- recognizing the trigger and being control of your environment are really big steps to this process. And one more that I think is just as important that I've noticed with myself is taking responsibility for your actions, essentially. Like, have you ever been in a store or something and someone spilled a drink or drop something off the shelf, you're less inclined to go pick that up because it wasn't necessarily you who did it. But if you're in the aisle, you drop a drink or something, you're going to be like, oh, dang, like I got to clean this up. I got to find somebody to, you know, help me clean this up because I know it was my action that led to this, right? So in that same vein, it's very important that you are taking responsibility for your actions because you're more likely to be intentional about, you know, fixing them or doing something to change change the outcome, right? Right. Because what I've noticed is sometimes we we blame the devil for a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? And something that's something that you can do with these bad habits as well, which is which is very dangerous. Because if you start blaming the devil, you're less likely to take responsibility. Like, you know, let me, you know what? No, this is on me. Let me take accountability. Let me make sure I'm putting the necessary things in place to fix this thing that I've done, right? It reminds me of the verse in James one fourteen. It talks about how each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. You know, then after desire has to conceive, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. Right. So it's talking about how you're dragged away by your own evil desires. So it's understanding that you have a part to play. Like Yes, it is your flesh and enemy may be tempting you, but you had a part to play in the outcome. And with that, there's a difference between taking responsibility and identifying with the action, because that's something that you mentioned earlier. That I thought was good. 
don't you shouldn't be identifying with this bad habit right you shouldn't be like oh no this is just a part of who i am that's not what i mean there's a difference between taking responsibility and doing that right so and sometimes when you confuse the two you don't take responsibility at all but it's important that you do do that yeah because you're taking responsibility for what you're doing to contribute to what is right exactly like your your bad habits you have a really big part to play in that right so once you acknowledge that, it becomes a lot easier to, you know, be intentional about fixing it as well. So I think that's a big part. Then along with that is just a part of it is, you know, having someone that you can just join forces with, right? When we talk about accountability as well, which is always going to be a big part. And again, no matter like how small it may be, right? You know, it's like, yo, like, you know, I know I want, cause like for me, like, I know that sometimes I've had like a habit or a tendency of like eating like fast food, right? Which sounds somewhat minuscule and not too like detrimental, but that over the course of time obviously can lead to something more. And so like no matter like the magnitude of what you think it may be, it's like, all right, like, yo, check in with me at the end of the day, at the end of this week you know, midweek here to make sure that like I'm sticking to the plan that I have. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I want to make sure that like I'm cooking, right. I'm going to the grocery store, eating my own food and always having that around you too. those second, third, fourth, fifth voices and people that can make sure that you're staying on the right path yeah. and true to what you say you want to do within your life. Right. That's a part of taking that responsibility. Cause what happens is to your example, You'll be in the grocery store, you spill something, and then what happens? Like you don't you you try to clean it up yourself. Nobody ever wants to go and try and like get the employee or right. maybe go find like a supervisor. Sometimes you try to do it, you try to do it yourself, and that can lead to just more damage, right? Because you don't even have you don't even know what tools you need. You don't even know where right. the, the the mop is. You know what I mean? And so going about that alone could even like be more detrimental than anything because what happens is you don't have everything you need to actually clean up the mess or enough insight or wisdom or knowledge or third or second eyes to be like, Oh wait, no, that's another spot you need to get. There's yeah. some more glass on the floor. And so now you have, you still have a mess there that you haven't cleaned up right in your life and that you're going to be like tripping over and falling over and yeah. getting cut by because you didn't have enough. You didn't have like that circle of accountability around you to help you address different things you could do to continue to move in the right direction. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think to your point, when we talked about the definition of what a bad habit is, which, what was it? Any habit that dishonors God or destroys his temple. I do believe that every habit we have should be pushing us, you know, toward the cross and not away from it. Yeah. And so to our point, sometimes we can maybe minimize the impact that some of these things may be like having in our life. But if it's anything that's like distracting us or pulling us away from our own walk with God, Mm. it's something that we should remove as far as we can from our lives and where we want to go. So that just goes into doing everything unto God and for his glory and so I something we've mentioned briefly once, but something that like I'm even learning more and more to the day, 
right of what that really looks like and so this even can apply to this like every small area mm-hmm. area and even small detail of our routine of what we doing day to day so always keeping that in mind yeah so even for me you know i think you do but i'm about to pick up like just cycling and bike riding yeah i did last night and i just found so much like comfort and peace in it because for me sometimes when i get in high levels of like stress anxiety or pressure like i have like a extremely bad tendency where i'll just like lose myself in netflix series yeah which sounds like kind of like cute and whatnot or like that sounds very which sounds very minute but this is a something that i picked up when i was in college and just going through a rough time but like i will genuinely like get so invested in it and just like cannot turn it off yeah. which then leads to me like oh like not getting enough sleep i'm staying up late which then leads to me like overeating and all these subsequential things from that but what i'm doing now is like any time that i do have like a level of stress or that anxiety or pressure from the day the week i'm just like taking the time so you know what like instead of just like all right let me go to this particular show or turn on this episode you know what let me just like get outside right just like literally like sitting on my porch looking out getting on the bike taking a small ride but any just anything for me to have a different direction to take Mm -hmm. another route that can remove me from like just almost escaping and finding like areas of relief that aren't really going to like provide that to its totality so yeah no i think that's a good point and one more thing i wanted to add is which you wouldn't think is a part of this conversation but trying new stuff i think there's so many because i I have like started biking more i got this little trail you know and biking walking like sitting on the porch stuff like that trying different things because at one point or another if you told me hey bro let's go biking i'm gonna be like bro what are you talking about fact (laughs) fact biking bro go sit on the porch for what (laughs) why would i do that so i think a lot of these things that we could be replacing for our bad habits we just look down on or we've been taught like oh no it's kind of goofy that's silly bro biking like why would i do that but now as i've been trying new stuff i've been finding different things to replace and create these better habits that that create better lifestyles you know so I think that is a really big part of this conversation. Try different stuff. Go for a hike. Go for a walk. No, that's real. And yeah. I was actually thinking about that because I was thinking about how let's talk about like even like maybe like drinking and smoking because mm-hmm. I've been seeing like, you know, this trend on TikTok that's basically it'll be like Christians who are like making like a montage of videos of them living their life. And it says like, yo, you can enjoy life outside the context of like clubbing, going out mm-hmm. or doing things like that. And to what I mentioned earlier, sometimes you can pick up these tendencies and habits because of like boredom. And I think that a lot of people, you know, necessarily just like at large, like that you'll see like who are in college or maybe even younger, you know, when it comes to this whole culture of like just being outside and going to the club, like going to drink, going to smoke, that can be, because some people don't know how to express themselves, enjoy enjoy life, or be entertained outside the context of those things. Yep. Because 
they don't try anything else. They don't, yeah. Or there may not seem as if there's another option that can be like as viable to like provide that level of mm-hmm. enjoyment. Yeah. You know? And so in the in the same vein, what if that's your if that may be the vice or what you struggle with or not, whatever it is, it's just being able to explore and do something more than yeah. what you've always known. So like it seems like all right, like what more how can I get enjoyment how can I get the same level of enjoyment or more from something else than maybe just watching this series or mm-hmm. like just doing the same thing every weekend where it's just like, you know, just being open to, all right, like maybe we want to like, cause I mean, we, we went to top golf not too long ago and I actually yeah, really enjoyed that. Fun. You know what I mean? Now, like how feasible that is for everyone, like who knows, but like I am about to pick up like golfing, you know what I mean? Like just going to the range and like, whatever it is but like just not limiting yourself and like sometimes it can come down to like really being open to life right right so i think yeah like to your point it may not seem like that's a part of it but i definitely can apply no for exactly sure. for yeah. sure for sure for sure 100 percent. so yeah i think it's any last words shoot i really like the piece about the fact that like we all have a choice sometimes that is a lot of the enemy when it comes to bad habits and things that we're trying to Stop stop cycles and you know, generational curses or whatever the case may be. The enemy tries to point lives like, oh no, this this is just a part of you, right? But remember those verses I mentioned, Romans six six, Romans six sixteen, right? Like you have a choice. We all have a choice. We don't have to be slaves to these things. So I think that's a really big thing to keep in mind at all times. Hundred percent. And realizing the power importance of your environment, staying in control of what you can. And like we mentioned, the biggest part of this is always address understanding. Well, one, recognizing the why behind these particular behaviors, addressing the need, and then adding whatever particular thing to adding healthier habits that are going to push you toward one God and the best version and the version of yourself that he's called you to. So no. And because that goes into what we always talk, what we'll hear when we talk about crucifying your flesh and dying to yourself, right? It's this process in this journey of, okay, like I can recognize this is what adds to my relationship with God. And this was what does not and to crucify to shed these things that I've always known maybe that I've always done or picked up to then replace them with that which I know can like lead me to righteousness and those areas of my life where I can glorify him even more in every single detail so that that all, it, it all at all points and it always ties in so yeah. yeah that's what I'll say but nonetheless come on talk to me I got this is an older song, but I was just like on Instagram and I saw yeah. this DJ. He was playing like a few West Coast singles of like C- artists in CHH, and I had remembered this. But I'm like, yo, this was hard to me. I don't know, maybe because I'm really in like the summer mood. I've been just like on those vibes. But this is California Dreaming featuring Lecrae, okay, and John. Give as, I believe. Nonetheless, let's tap in.
What up, West Coast? What up, Southeast? They got raised me to be a little beast. Yeah. Caught a couple fades in the street. What? Played on the beach. Huh. Playing records with my Uncle Keith. I hit a fan off for the beats. Yeah. I roll it down in Period. Old school in my stereo. Woo. From Skyline. Y'all hear me, though? I took a road trip to Long Beach. Hit the wrong street and they bang Where on you. you but I'm good. I know Moss Heat. Got a cousin off of Wilmington and that's a gun. Down. Yeah, that's Compton where it get hotter when the sun low. Busy breaks down in Southgate. Hey, good. Thank God for my people in the hood. I grew up in the 90s. From the summer 16 playlist no 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 this is from the they did a playlist for like 116 and other artists and yeah, i remember that 2019 so yeah this went crazy though let's call it for a junior now Gally. what do you say Gally. okay okay next up Next up, we got a, we got a new edition. We ain't never played my boy before. His name is Chris Soul. This is called Shake. Talk to me. Go shake some, Chris. So- uh-huh. All right, my bad. With this. Damn, that's crazy. Bro. My bad. <laughs> For the joy in the morning, it's on me. I gave away all of my pain to get lonely. Then cut off the head of this snake, no Medusa. I emptied it, took double back, then reloaded. I left for a couple of months, yeah. Had to get right, we can hit him, just focus. How can I say I've been living for him when I walk through the street? It's like nobody noticed. Hey, we going up today. He had my back from the cuff, okay. I know that he is enough, okay. There was times I tried to walk away. Dead by the spirit, and I get a witness. Can't chase the money, the move like a digit. I live to heaven and I see the riches. So I can't complain about who rolling with me, okay? Who am I? You just my fake and it's you decide. I want the mind that came back like a suicide. They put death in this space, it was do or die. I can't live for the later, I live in the moment. Shout out to me, I'm my only opponent. Was three to four DD, was standing, was on it like on it. I'm five for the squad, like I'm chosen, I get it. 
I needed that one to be longer though. I'm not gonna lie. That yo, that went crazy. I, I that know that track. Yo, what? That to be longer, man. That's insane. It's but no, though, yeah. What was it called again? Chris Soul Shake. Shake. Bro. Wait, so it's by Chris Soul. It's called it's Chris, by Soul. Chris Soul. All right, so Shake called by Chris Shake. Soul. All right, just want to make sure we're all on the same page. But nonetheless, look, we Shake, love y'all. Shake is a crazy artist name. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, y'all know what it is. We love y'all. Stay you. Stay real and stay humble. We'll catch y'all. Friday. Much love. Better make